0: Anyway, like what he said, the title of the message is, What's the Difference Between Faith, Hope, and Belief? Uh, It's a difficult question to answer uh, because they all relate to each other. And at the same time, but there's still differences between all of them. Uh, And so I did my best. I told uh, the person that asked the question, I found out who asked the question, and I said, I'll do my best not to confuse you, and hopefully by the end of the service, you'll have an answer to what you were looking for. Uh, Because a lot of people think they're at one place in their life when they're really not, and it's important to know the difference between these three questions. So I want you to turn to the person next to you and say, I sure hope I get something out of this. Now, now turn back to the person that you didn't want to talk to and say, I believe you will. <laughs> so I'm going to pray that uh, in faith that we're going to receive everything that God has for us this morning. And that we'll be able to answer this question. And that when you walk out of here, when someone asks you this question, that you'll know how to answer them. So Father, we thank you for the opportunity to come into your house Lord, I thank you that by faith we believe that the words that you've spoken in your word are alive and powerful. That, Father, they, they divide spirit and soulish thoughts. And, Father, that right now your Holy Spirit is going to be able to minister to us through your word. Father, through the words that I speak this morning. That, Father, we will have life imparted to us. And when we leave here, Father, we'll know where we stand in our walk with you, Lord. And that we'll be able to boldly share these principles and these thoughts and these definitions with those that we come in contact with. And we thank you for in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And I told myself... Uh, that there's my there 's the end of my message right there you 've talked about hope you 've talked about belief and i 've talked about faith, so uh, we could all leave right now and you 'd still be confused uh, uh, I took some time and said, You know what how do I because I, I answered this question with with Pastor and Joey in like five minutes, so how do I turn it into a message that 's going to take some time to to dig into and so I began to i said, you know what well let 's see what the the dictionary says, what Merriam-Webster had to say for the definitions of these words, because we need to see where the mindset of our culture is when it comes to these three words before we kind of get into where it is uh, in Scripture. So as far as the word faith in Merriam-Webster, it said this. It said, number one, it's an allegiance to duty or a person. Number two, it's a belief and trust in and loyalty to God. Or number three, it's something that is believed, especially with a strong conviction. And like I said, you, you look at definitions and you see the words that we're trying to disassociate from this word used to define this word. And so belief and faith are really close together. And so that one's more difficult to answer than maybe hope would be. Uh, belief, and in, in Merriam-Webster said this, number one, it's a state... Or habit of mind in which trust or confidence is placed in some person or thing. And number two, it's a conviction of the truth of some statement. Or the reality of some being or phenomenon. Especially when based on examination of evidence. And like I said, I read these definitions. And I walked away going, am I more confused than when I asked the question? Uh, And so, as you can see, belief kind of steps back a little bit from faith in the definitions but at the same time i look at these two definitions to these two words and they're so similar in, in connotation when you when you look at them in, in the in the dictionary so the last one is hope and it simply means number one to cherish a desire with anticipation number two is to desire with expectation of obtainment or number three to expect with confidence And like I said, hope is a little bit easier to disassociate from the other two as far as defining it. But as far as whether it's separate from the rest of them, it's not. They're still all totally linked together. So we'll start with hope and we'll get that one kind of solidified and out of the way. And then we'll kind of dig into the difference between belief and faith. So when I look up... In my wonderful Zodiates Greek Dictionary, if you don't have one, I encourage you to get one. They're great resources to figure out what a word means in the Bible. Uh, it said hope means this, to expect with desire, which is pretty much the exact same definition you're going to find in the dictionary. Uh, it's just a simple expectation with desire. So there's a couple of scriptures I wanted to kind of give an example to of what hope means. The first one is Second Corinthians chapter 8, verse 5. Uh, The New Living Translation says it like this. It says, They even did more than we had hoped for their first action was to give themselves to the Lord and to us just as God wanted them to do. Uh, And so here he's talking about uh, the Macedonians giving financially into Paul's ministry. And he said, you know what, they did more than we actually hoped. We had an expectation, just like it says in the NIV translation, says, and they exceeded our expectations. They had an expectation of what they felt like this church could give them, but they had a hope in that. They had an expectation, but actually they exceeded those expectations. The Macedonians did much more than they expected them to. But simply, the, the idea of hope is that they were expecting something. They were trying to achieve something, trying to receive something, and they had an expectation of it. The second scripture is Luke chapter 6 verse 34, where Jesus is talking about uh, hoping to receive something. And he says in the New King James Version, he says, And if you lend to those from whom you hope to receive back, what credit is that to you? For even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much back. And so here you have a person who's lending money, and the idea and the hope is that they'll get it back. That when I lend this to you, maybe you'll repay me. That's the idea. You're expecting them to repay you uh, what you've lent lent them, Uh, and so, of course, the NIV says it uses the word expect the same way. If you lend to those from whom you expect to receive back, so so hope really isn't a hard word to define. Uh, and, And as we get to the end of this message, I'll kind of show where hope falls in between. Uh, belief and faith and how it it correlates to them, because it's still important. It's just not a real hard word to say, what does hope mean? Well, it means you have an expectation that you're going to get something. Uh, And that's that's as as simple as I can explain it. Uh, So, looking at the other things, belief and faith, I'm going to start with belief, uh, because for me, it's like, if you have two choices, you start with belief and you move into faith. Uh, and we'll kind of look at that as we go along. Uh, but belief in the Zodiates Greek Dictionary says this. To be firmly persuaded as to something. It means that you've been convinced, you've been talked to, someone has persuaded you to believe something. It's not always right. But you can be persuaded to believe nearly anything. I thought about the the fact that people people are persuaded to believe that there is no God. I mean, they believe that. Uh, And so, you can be persuaded into a belief of anything. And so, one quick example for belief is found in Romans chapter 14, verse 2. And it says this uh, in the NLT version says, for instance, one person believes it's all right to eat anything, but another believer with a sensitive conscience will eat only vegetables. And so they've come to believe, based on their culture, based on things that they've seen uh, in, in, in the Word, in, in the way they look at stuff, that they, this person believes that they can eat anything. But this other person believes that they can only eat vegetables. They both believe something. Completely opposite of one another, but they both have a belief in it. They both have been firmly persuaded to what it is that they're walking through. I really love the message translation of this. Uh, It says, for instance, a person who has been around for a while might well be convinced that he can eat anything on the table. While another with a different background might assume he should only be a vegetarian and eat accordingly. I love what he talks about here where you go from the person that believes is a person that's well convinced. The other believer he talks about that's eating only vegetables assumes something. A lot of beliefs are based out of assumptions. Simply simply the fact that People look around, the people that say there is no God, people that believe there is no God, look around the world and they say, look at all the bad things that are happening. Look at all the horrific things that are happening. And there can't be a God who truly loves us if this is the case. And that's what they believe. That's what they're basing. their. They're assuming there is no God based on the things that they see. And the fact of the matter is uh, that those assumptions... Can get us in trouble. I can assume anything about a situation and come out with a belief on the other side that's completely contradictory to what I should be believing, especially where the Word of God is concerned. How many of us have ever had a time in our life where we assumed something about somebody based on something we saw, but in all reality, we didn't have all the facts? We weren't completely understanding of all the situation that was going on. And we came out with an assumption and a belief about a person that was completely wrong about that person. We do it, we do it all the time. And our culture has come to the point where we love, we love video. We love Facebook. We love Snapchat. We love seeing. We love having all the news that's going on in the world at the, at the palm of our hands, at our fingertips. And we make assumptions based on those videos that we see. And we've got so much turmoil in our country right now based on videos. And I heard somebody talk about the fact that in the things that are happening in this world, how many of you, you know, you watch sports? I'm a big, I'm a big football guy. I love watching football. And they've come out with things called instant replay, okay, where they go back and they look at a play to figure something out. Well, depending at what angle you watch it from, you get a different perspective. You get a different assumption about what happened in that play. And so they have to see it from several angles. Well, we watch all of these videos on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Snapchat. We see all this stuff in the media from one angle. And we build an assumption based on that. So we come to believe certain things based on one assumption about a situation. And so that's really where we can get really messed up where believing is concerned. Uh, And that's why we need, as Christians, we need more than belief. We need more than just believing something. And so let's look at faith, because really faith is where our entire Christian life is based. And so we need to get to the point where we understand what faith is. Now, I sat down and I said, You know, Lord, I could teach on faith for weeks. There's so many different sides to faith. There's so many different avenues. There's so many different things that you can talk about faith. Because faith is a very big word in the Christian world. It's a very big thing for us. And I said, so how do I narrow this down to figure out what are we going to talk about this morning? Because we could be here till 4 o'clock this afternoon if we wanted to, to talk about faith. So I said, you know what, I'm just going to do my best to distinguish it from belief. We're just going to say, okay, how do we make it different than belief? Because so many people think and and say, I believe something, and think that they're acting in faith when they're really just believing something. Uh, And so faith has something a little more. So here's the definition uh, in the Greek dictionary. It says, it's a firm persuasion, a conviction, a belief in the truth, a veracity, a reality, or a faithfulness. And so here I am, I said, wait, just what? okay, didn't we just say that belief was a firm persuasion? I'm firmly persuaded of something. And then the first words in the Greek dictionary for faith are a firm persuasion. And I walked away and I was like, okay, how can both words mean the exact same thing? Because aren't we trying to figure out what the difference is here between these two words? And so I said, okay, there's got to be more to this. So if you'll turn with me to Hebrews chapter 11, we're going to see what the difference is. Because there is a difference in the persuasion that you are are, are experiencing between belief and faith. Even though both are firm persuasions, there's a difference where that persuasion is concerned. There's something added to it. So in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1, in the New King James Version... Uh, It says this, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, if we've been going to church any amount of time in our life, we've heard this verse, probably spoken, probably said. It's one of the cornerstones to understanding faith. When somebody teaches on faith, this is usually the first verse they throw out there. Uh, And they say, okay, everybody turn to Hebrews, because it's the walk of faith. We get to see all the people in the Bible that, that walked in faith and how they did it and all that good stuff. And so he says, the faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, when I looked up this definition... Because in the Greek dictionary, you can find that there's more to a word in certain verses than was just the original overall definition uh, of it throughout the Bible. Because they try to give you a basis idea of what faith is from Genesis to Revelation. And then you can actually go back and look in certain scriptures that there's a little more to that word. And this is what it says. It's really good. The word faith means that persuasion is not the outcome of imagination but is based in fact, such as the reality of the resurrection of Christ. And as such, it becomes the basis of realistic hope. And so simply, the persuasion that you have when you believe something is based on an imagination, an assumption that you have that you've experienced something in life. So when you believe something, it comes out of things that you've experienced. It comes out of things that you've seen. It comes out of things that you've heard. And so you make an assumption based on your imagination, your cognitive uh, skills working To figure something out and you believe something based on that. Whereas faith isn't based on any imagination. It's not anything that you can see. It's something that you believe simply because it's reality. A lot of reality in our life is when we step away and we realize that what we see isn't the real deal. And that's where faith comes in. It's stepping back and saying, you know, this is what the situation says. This is what I see. But the reality is completely different. We, we talked about healing last week. Pastor talked about healing where we see that we're sick. I believe that I'm sick. I have the symptoms that I'm sick. But the reality is that Jesus Christ paid for my sickness and can make me well. And so faith isn't based on what we see and what we experience. It's based on something bigger and greater. And But both of them use the word, word persuaded. Because we're persuaded by things that we see. But we can also be persuaded by the word of God. Amen. And so that's really where we need to be focusing our efforts. Is what does the word say? Yes. Uh, the New Living Translation for this verse says. Faith is the confidence that we hope for will actually happen it gives us assurance about things we cannot see so there's a confidence that comes with faith it's no longer just something that well i think this is right because this is what i've experienced this is what i've seen this is what's happened it says you know what i have a confidence that this is true I have a confidence to believe that I'm going to be well. I have a confidence that Jesus Christ has moved on the inside of me and has made me a new new believer. He's made me new. I have a confidence about that. That's because I'm walking in faith. I'm not walking in simply belief. There's a NLT version. One of the earlier versions uses the word realistic and uh, reality. He says faith is the reality of things that we hope for. It's no longer just a, an assumption. It's no longer a thing that's just out there floating in the sky. It's become a reality in my life. Uh, and so I like to use this. I thought of this. Uh, they have things called NOS systems, nitrous oxide systems, where you make your car go faster. You push a button and it, it injects nit- nitrous oxide into your fuel and you go faster. So for me, that's the difference between faith and belief. Faith is souped up belief. It's taking something. It's taking your belief to another level, and that's really where we need to get to. Uh, so I wanted to look at some scriptures. I start when I started looking up different verses where they use the word believe, use the word faith. There's some scriptures that people sometimes get a little confused on, and they're not really saying, and and you say, okay, I read that verse. They use the word belief, but are they really using, meaning the word believe, or are they actually meaning faith? Because this translation says faith, this translation says believe. Which one is it? You know, because, okay, do we take a majority vote? These three translations use believe, and this one uses faith. Well, You could. If you wanted to, uh, but I want to kind of look at some of those verses this morning and see what they what what's actually being said in those verses. So the first one I want to look at is James two nineteen. If you want to turn there, most of us have gotten used to looking up at the screen, uh, and so we don't bring our Bibles anymore. I, I, I at least try to turn my on my phone to make me feel like I'm turning to a, a page in the Bible. So. Uh, makes me feel a little bit better. Uh, So James 2.19 in the New King James Version. Let's see what it says. He says, You believe that there is one God, you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. Now, when you first look at this, you see, okay, he says believe. Believing in God, isn't that faith? Isn't isn't believing in God faith? Uh, Isn't that the way it's supposed to work? Well, the NLT translation starts off like this to kind of help clarify what he's saying. He says in the NLT, he says, You say you have faith, for you believe that there is one God. Good for you. Even the demons believe this, and they tremble in terror. So in the NLT translation, he says, Look, you think you've got faith. He says, You say you have faith. But let me explain to you why you don't have faith. Just because you say you believe in God, even the demons believe. So, for some people, they might say, well, are demons not capable of having faith? I mean, can a demon have faith? Well, it would be very difficult because uh, faith, like we said before, is based in fact and reality. And Satan and his demons live in a false reality. They don't live in a true reality. They still think they've got a chance to win this game. They're still going about this like they've got a chance. Okay? And for me, it's like, how can you have faith if you can't even see the truth? Because faith requires truth to be known. Uh, And so, we can figure out why demons can't have faith by turning to Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. And it says this in the NLT translation. It says, It is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to Him must believe that God exists and that He rewards those who sincerely seek Him. Well, the devils are pretty sure that they can't come to God and trust that He's a rewarder (laughs) if they seek Him. It's impossible. And so if if this is the definition of faith, if I need to have faith and the only way I'm going to have faith is to believe in God that he exists. And they've got that part. But he says something else added to it. You have to believe that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And so here we have the impossible ability for a, a demon to believe in God because they know he's not going to reward them. They already know what their destination is. They already know where they're headed. And they, so they can't walk in faith, but they can walk in belief. They can be firmly persuaded that God exists. But like I said, they, they live in that false reality that there's still a chance that they're going to win this thing. Uh, so, I got one more to look at, to, to, to figure out. One that, that kind of throws people. And this is the one that was most telling for me. To figure out where I'm at. When I, when I look at the two words. It's in Mark chapter 11 verse 23. And he says this in the NLT translation. He says, I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain. May you be lifted up and thrown into the sea. And it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. Now, what happens is we see this word believe and we say, does that mean faith? And for most of us, we would say yes. We could probably put faith in that, in that, in that spot. And the reason we do that is because my mind immediately goes over to Matthew... Chapter 17, verse 20, where he says, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, be cast into the sea and it will be done. And so we take those two verses because in this same verse, he starts talking about this mountain and throwing it into the sea. So shouldn't that word believe be changed to faith? Well, it can't be because in verse 22, right before that, he says, have faith in God. And then what he does with verse 23 is he explains what faith is. He takes faith. He says, have faith in God. He wants you to understand what faith is in verse 23. Uh, And remember, we talked about faith being souped up belief, taking uh, belief to to another level. And I believe that's what he's talking about in this verse. Uh, He says, I tell you the truth, you can say to this mountain... May you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. He says, but you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. Uh, You know you've moved from belief to faith when doubt is gone. When you you believe something, sometimes there's still something in the back of your mind. That's like, "Ah, that's still, I don't know if I can... Truly give myself to that. I don't know if I can completely surrender. And say that's true. Because you know. My experiences. My circumstances. The things that I'm walking through. Don't say that. That's completely true. And so. We know. There's another level. There's another place to get through. From that belief to the faith. And I know this is. It's hard to say. When have I reached that point? When have I gotten to the fact that I've moved from belief to faith? How do I know I no longer have doubt? And that's hard to say. It's different for each individual person. Because everybody has has a different road that they've walked. They've got different things that they've got to push to the side. They've got different circumstances that they've walked to that they have to reconcile. But ultimately... We just have to, basically we talk about meditation. We talk about meditating on the Word and and, and going through the Word. Because as we meditate on the Word, the Bible says this. It says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And so for me and you to move from belief to faith, we have to take the Word. We have to begin to meditate on it. We have to begin to apply it to our life. We have to listen to it when it tells me that I need to behave a certain way, when I need to do a certain thing in my life. I need to work on that area of my life. If, I, if I'm reading my daily devotional and it tells me, you know what? You should love your brother. Well, then when I go to work, I have to learn to love the people that I'm around that day. Whether they drive me crazy. If you work with the public like I do, you have people come in. They're rude. They're obnoxious. They're know-it-alls. But they don't really know it all. They think they know it all. Uh, And so you have to say, okay, I'm still going to love you. Uh, And here's the catch when that's concerned. I love them when I'm not talking about them after they've left. Because we do that a lot at work, okay? We We have a tendency to say, okay... They're gone now, I was nice, I was kind, I was loving while they were here. Let's talk about how stupid they were. <laughs> Even though that may be true, they may not be the best human being. I've reached a point that I'm living out in faith the word of God when I no longer doubt that that's My life experience. When I love them unconditionally. Whether they're here or not. We always talk about living a Christian life. Is about what you do when no one's around. More than it is what you do when people are around. You know we all come to the church. We all put on our our best clothes. And we put on our smiling faces. And we fix our hair. And we put our makeup on. Some of us. And so we come here. And we try to be nice to each other. We try to be on our best behavior. And then we go home. And then maybe we're different. We need to learn to be the same person by faith. When we're not here as when we are here. Uh, so living the Christian life. Now that we've looked at these three words. And we've kind of given a, an overview definition. Of what these three words are. When we live the Christian life. These three things have to work together. We need all three of these things to fully be everything that God's called us to be. Every area of our life requires us to walk in these three areas. Belief, hope, and faith. So I want to look at them real quick. And say I'm I'm going to give you my definition uh, of each of these words. And then kind of give you some examples of how this would operate in your life. And so let's start with belief. Because I believe... That this is the first place that we get to. In our life, in, in the things that we do, in our Christian walk, in our natural walk, belief is the first thing that we obtain. And it's basically a conviction that we have based on the evidence and the experiences of our life. A conviction that we have based on the evidence and experiences of our life. We walk through life and we begin to... Judge things and look at things and experience things in life. And because of those, when we become an adult and start walking through life, we have certain beliefs. And that's why we talk about the importance of children's ministry. The importance of youth ministry. Is if we can get people at that age and young people to believe the word of God and believe things that God says at that age, it's a whole lot easier to walk this life out than if I wait till I'm older to come to God and begin to experience God. Because we've already established certain beliefs at a young age. You know, there are people that experience horrible things in their life at a young age. I have a brother that was molested at a young age. They experience horrible things. And they, they, they come to a place where they believe certain things about this world based on those experiences. And so it's so important if you have kids that you get them plugged into children's church, you get them plugged in, into youth ministry. Allow them the opportunity to experience God at church at their level so that we can begin to teach them. But it's also important that when they come home that they're experiencing God there too. Amen. That they're being taught the word of God at home also. Yes. I, as a youth pastor, I can only do so much. I've had parents come to me and say, I need you to fix my kid. Can't do it. I get get an hour. I mean, what can you do in an hour with a kid? You know, I'll do my best. But are you teaching them at home what I'm teaching them for that hour? If you are, we've got a chance of making this. We got a chance for success. If you're not, I can tell you. I've seen it. It doesn't work. Uh, And so. We have this conviction based on the evidence and experiences of our life. Our belief is established. Now, when we're not satisfied with just stopping with our simple belief, we begin to move and begin to hope. We have beliefs, but now we want to hope that there's something more. We have to move into a place where we begin to put hope in things more than what we currently are experiencing and currently have in our life. Because that's the next step in our life is we have to move beyond what we see, what we do, what we experience to what can I hope for that's better than what I have right now. Because that's God wants the very best for us. Much more than we want. I mean, he was willing to hang his son on a cross to get us to the very best. So I know that he probably wants this a whole lot more than I do. So I have to begin to put hope to my belief. And, and, and a hope is simply a desire to obtain something that we can't currently see in our lives. Amen. A simple desire to obtain something that I don't have That's good. right now. That's, good. That's where hope moves into. We, we go from having things that we've experienced to now I don't have something, but I want it. That's right. I want it more than I want anything else in this life. Yeah. Uh, it's like you, It's like that favorite thing that you wanted for Christmas as a kid. The thing that you, you couldn't live without. And it's like, okay, now I know that there's got to be something more and I want to find it. And I want to experience it. That's where hope moves into. Yeah. So we've taken our beliefs. We've added some hope to it. Now we begin the process of moving to faith. We've established the two things that we need to get to faith. Because without those two things, without a belief and without a hope, we're never going to experience faith in our life. We're never going to get to that point of living in faith. And living in faith is simply an undeniable realization that what I am hoping for is a reality. You've, you've completely convinced yourself... That I've moved from belief to I'm hoping that it'll happen to now there's no question that what I've been hoping for is real. And and once we've reached that point, once we've gotten to there, we're walking in faith. And so I want to look at just a quick couple of examples I thought about one in the natural, and this is kind of one one of the things that we talked about on our retreat with the students when this question came up. The question came up, what are the differences and the similarities between hope and faith? They didn't, they didn't even put the word belief in there. So we began to talk about this. And while I was going through my devotional time that morning, while the students were going through theirs, we had these questions that we had to ask. And one of the things that I felt like the Lord speak to me, and maybe this will help you. It was confusing to me when he first said it. I had to kind of wrap my brain around it. but he basically kind of said to me that hope is something that you put in something. where faith is something is something that you put in someone. Hope is something that we have in the promises of God. We have hope in the promises. It's something that something that we want. but faith moves to the point of now I'm believing in someone. The person that said the promise. And for me it's like okay. I need to take hope. And find something in the word of God. That I'm going to put my hope in. And then I'm going to move and apply my faith. To the one who said it. And so that's really what I told the teenagers. Is that's really the easiest way I can define. And and tell the difference between those two things. But they had this illustration. uh, In our devotional. So I kind of wanted to share it. He was talking about how many of you have ever watched movies and you get to the end of a movie and they leave you hanging. And there's that little teaser at the end that we're not finished yet, but you're done for now. (laughs) It's like, wait just a second. I watched this all evening and now you're just going to stop. They do it with TV shows, too, you know, TV shows that you watch every week. Yeah. It's like, we've got to have you come back next week, so let's stop right here, just in the middle of the most important part of the entire show. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Like, come on, can't you do better than this? they figured out how to work this system, and they do a really good job at it. So the movie ends, the TV show ends, and there's that little teaser that there's more to come. So at this point in time, because of something I've seen and experienced, I have a belief that there's going to be more. I have a belief that there's another show. I have a belief that there's going to be another movie. I now believe something. So what I do next is because I really enjoyed it, is I hope it actually happens. I hope that they actually come out with the next show, that they actually come out with the next movie. And so now I have to do something. I had to figure out how to, where do I get to faith when it just comes to a simple natural movie? You know, because we talk about faith in the reality of the word of God and faith being something that's a spiritual thing. And it is. But where your faith begins to take root in that movie is when you begin to hear actors and producers talk about the filming of it. You're starting to hear things that are beginning to put evidence to your hope. You're beginning to hear reality in your hope. And so that's, in a natural standpoint, that's the easiest definition and illustration that I can see where it comes to applying those three things. Even though it's like, what does it have to do? It's just a movie. Come on, people. I know some people like that. Some people don't care. Some people are like, why why do you get so riled up about a movie? You know, don't you know there's more important things like football? So, And so, I want to give you an example, the easiest example, and the, and the beginning example of your Christian life uh, as we wrap up. So, uh, salvation. Your salvation is tied to these three things. Your Christian life is based and begins with belief, hope, in faith, Amen. So, how does it work? Well, I begin to see things around me. I see nature. I hear testimonies. I, I hear the word preached. And I begin to believe that there's a creator. I begin to believe that there's someone that has more for me. And so I begin at the very beginning with a belief. Just a simple belief that there's, there's a God. And once I, once I believe that, once I experience that, once I see that, I have to begin to move to hope. Because it's not just... Uh, it's not enough to just believe it. There's got to be more. And so once I, once I see that there's a God... Then I begin to say, okay, how can I experience him? Something inside of me says, I need more. I desire more. I want more than just knowing that there's a creator of the universe. So maybe we go to church. Maybe we have a a Christian friend that we go talk to and say, hey, you know what? I've been looking around and I'm like, there's got to be more to life than just what I see. I mean, I look at the stars Every night, and I say, This couldn't have just happened. And so we begin to desire more. And we say, You know what? I want this God. I want this Creator. I want to know who this is. And so we come to church, and they give an altar call, and we come down and we give our life to Jesus Christ. We make him our Lord and our Savior. And we do that simply by faith. We say, you know what? I heard the preacher, I heard the pastor, I heard the teacher say that I have to have faith in Jesus and what He did. And so we come down front and we accept something that we cannot see. We didn't see Jesus die on the cross. We didn't see Him as He hung there. We didn't see Him pulled down and put into a grave. We didn't see Him rise again. We weren't standing there with the disciples as He ascended. Into heaven. But by faith, I realize that that's a reality. I'm like, I can't see it any other way. And no one, once you reach the point of faith, no one can convince you otherwise. The only person that can change that fact about that reality is yourself. You're the only one that can do it. And the only way it's going to happen and you walk away from Jesus is simply you say, you know what? He hasn't done everything I want Him to do. You know, He's done more than I could ever ask. Life's not perfect. And it never will be until we get to heaven. And once we get there, once we reach heaven, when perfection comes, the Bible says this, that hope is no longer hope when we see it. And when I step on the other side and I see Jesus for the first time, it's no longer faith that I'm walking in. It's no longer hope that I'm walking in. It's simply a reality. It's simply life. And so, guys... I hope, believe, and pray that you walk out of here knowing what the difference is between belief, hope, and faith and realize that it's not really that complicated. It can be. We can, we can make it complicated. We can look at all these, these verses and these scriptures and, and we can look at all these definitions and say that's just confusing. But it's simply, you know what? I believe something. I'm persuaded by my experiences in life and come up with a belief. I hope in something that I don't have that I'll be able to obtain it. And last but not least, I move into faith when all my doubts, all my other thoughts, and I realize that what I don't see is more real than what I do see.